So let's um, let's open Romans chapter eight again. I want to want to read the first uh, verses with you. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by His Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God, it never did obey God's laws, and it never will. And that's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. So, when we walk in the spirit of this world, we live for, his wor for, for this world. And we want the things of this world, we want honor, we want fame, we want to be seen, we want to be admired, we want to be looked up to. And all these things will end up in death. We're living for lust and love for self-gratification. And these things, these things really end up in death. They'll lead to nothing. And I'm meeting a lot of good people and they do a lot of good things, but it leads to nothing. Because we see in verse 7 that the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never obeys God's laws and it never will. It's very scary, isn't it? That whenever I'm not led by the Holy Spirit, I'm actually acting hostile to God. It scares me. It really freaks me out. So, so I, I really need to uh, uh, find a way of living that really is like focused on following the, the, the Holy Spirit within me. And how do you do that? How do you do that? Um, in, in, um, in verse 6 it says, So letting your sinful nature control you uh, leads to death but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace and that's actually the secret the secret is is letting the holy spirit control you um, and this will lead to life and peace so what does this look like how do we recognize the holy spirit in us how do we want to um, listen and, and and know what he wants us to do you know to, today I, I got a message from a, from someone who was asking uh, prayer to figure out what to do and that's exactly what we're talking about it's exactly like what, what we're looking at knowing what the Holy Spirit wants you to do that our mind and our our mind is renewed that we were talking about a few weeks ago our mind is renewed and that we know exactly what the will of the Father is and I want to explain it uh, with the lives of Stephen and Philip. Let's just go to Acts chapter 6. 
I'm just going to read Acts chapter 6, yeah? and then verse 1 through to 7. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were discriminated against by in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers, and they said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. And then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. And everyone liked his idea, so they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, uh, Timon, uh, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert of the Jewish faith. And these seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So here, here you have the story of, of two, or actually seven men, and they were chosen to run a food program. That's actually quite interesting, isn't it? They, they were walking around handing out food every single day to people. And if you, if you read the chapters after this, uh, you, you actually can see that Stephen, who was so full of faith in the Holy Spirit that he was performing miracles and signs and all these things, um, he could have had his own ministry. He, he could have been considered one of the apostles. And, and still he, he chose to follow Christ, he followed the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, telling him to run this food program in the early church. And, and his, his ministry besides that was so powerful that it became a threat to the leaders of Israel and he got stoned to death and he was still witnessing as he was being stoned to death. So that's a very strong one here, isn't it? And then the next chapter you, you will see the story of Philip where Philip is actually um, going around <clears throat> and, and he was uh, being teleported after he baptized the eunuch and he was teleported from the one place to the other place and I'm actually wondering what would happen what what would actually happen if the Holy Spirit was trying to teleport us would he actually be able to do so because God would never and the Holy Spirit would never violate free will would he because that's that's something that he has placed within us and we because of free will Adam and Eve were able to sin because of free will you and I were able to sin and because of free will we were actually able to go back to God but God never violates free will so that tells me that Philip had completely surrendered his life to God it tells me that Philip's mind was completely renewed so that, like it says in, in Romans 12, 2, that he knows the will of God and he actually follows it all the time. Because the Holy Spirit had the freedom to take Philip to place him from the one place to the other place without violating something that he would never violate, free will. So the question that we have this morning or the question that we need to ask ourselves is, is, 
are we actually allowing the Holy Spirit to control our mind? Are we allowing him to control us completely? Because when, when we are allowing him to control us, we will, we will see these things happening that were happening. Well, ah, you know, maybe Stephen is not a good example because we don't want to be stoned to death. But we do want to uh, uh, have a ministry that is so incredibly full of like the Holy Spirit, full of his power and his beauty and his life. Do we allow the Holy Spirit to control us? And I think today is the, is the day that you need to make a decision. Do you want to do that? Do you want to and do you allow the Holy Spirit to control your mind? Like it says in Romans. And that this will lead to life and peace. Let's pray. So Father, I, I thank you. I thank you that you've sent your son to this world and that through your son um, a new life has been given to us and I thank you father that when we surrender ourselves completely entirely to you that this will actually that, that when, when we lay down our sinful nature and who we used to be before and lay it down before you that you will transform us into a new person. And Father, this, this day, today, I want to pray, Father, that you will just come with your spirit and that you will show us the places in our lives that we have not given up control yet. Things that we are still holding on to, things that we're still trying to control ourselves. And Father, I want to speak life into these areas. Speak your life into these areas. And if you're sitting there praying with me, I, I, I just want to ask you to uh, say the words, um, Holy Spirit, I allow you to come into my life and to take control of my mind. take control of my mind because I know that within you living with you is the best way and that's the way of life of the new life that Christ has given me <laughs>